0: Hello and welcome to the Pivot Podcast. The Pivot Podcast. Where we go episode by episode and talk all about the show Friends, the 90s, and everything in between. I'm Natalie. And I'm Tiana. Now let's Pivot. Pivot. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Season 1, Episode 12. Of the Pivot Podcast. The Pivot Podcast. Here we are. The one with a dozen lasagnas. Again, we get some lasagnas. I was watching this time. I was like, oh, we yeah, me too. Some quality lasagnas. They were better, in my opinion, so I was happy to see that. Yeah. So we're actually going to start off with a few things. Um, one of them is going to be a text from my mother. <laughs> love those. If you guys have been listening, a couple weeks ago, we released an episode talking about the one with the monkey. Mm-hmm and that one we originally talked in the beginning about the friend Bethel that Ross got the monkey from and i talked about how my grandmother had a best friend named Bethel and she's passed away so let me read the text message i got from my mother after she listened to that episode she asked me about some something unrelated and then she goes also to my knowledge Bethel is still very much alive <laughs> with crying laughing emoji Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> I I just love that. To my knowledge, she's very much alive. I think later in the text message chain, she says, um, as far as I know, yes, Jack, Jackie was another one of my grandmother's friends. She's like, Jackie is gone, but Bethel <laughs> is still here as far as I know. She's gone. She's like, I think we might need to catch up on her. Oh, <laughs> Well, glad to hear that she's alive. Hopefully she's thriving. Sorry, Bethel. You know, I she probably doesn't listen to this, so you're fine. That would be my guess, so I don't think she's offended. But yeah. thanks, Mom, for making sure I knew that. Well, my fun update is I finished Matthew Perry's book. Woohoo! Snaps! Yay! It was a really good read. I finished it in like a week. It was so good. Oh, that's um, So now you get to read it. I'm so excited. I cannot wait. Yeah. I'm, I'm thrilled, so. I think... In my opinion it only enhances viewing of the show because you you can see so many of the behind the scenes and mm-hmm. hear from Matthew Perry himself and yeah yeah I've had a couple people in my life say like oh it changed the outlook of friends for me and you know because you can tell when he's using certain things mm-hmm. and I, it, it really even though I haven't read it like just the stuff that we talked about our last episode it really hasn't changed that for me like No I totally disagree Right. I think that it almost makes it more, I don't know, not relatable, but like y- you just see the human, it's more humanizing. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm i excited to read it. I cannot wait. Yeah. One of the things we talked about is possibly doing a book review. Oh, yeah. So we'd love to hear from you guys what you think. Um, Do we, you want to know what we think on Matthew Perry's book? Yeah. Are you interested in I have thoughts. thoughts. <laughs> I'm sure you'll have thoughts. Right? Yeah. So... If, you're, if you have any thoughts on your own and want to share those with us about us doing a full episode on Matthew Perry's book and doing a book review, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you guys at don't take my wind at gmail.com. Yes. This one, the one with a dozen lasagnas, Has about a dozen writers. No kidding. <laughs> Holy cow. So our writers are Jeff Astroff, Mike Sikowitz. Sickowitz. I love that name. Yeah. Adam Chase and Ira Ungerleiter. Yeah, I'm starting to recognize these names. Right, they're kind of they're they got a rotation. Something that I never noticed before. Well, here's a name we have not seen though. <laughs> Director is Paul Lazarus. He's a newbie on the block. He is a newbie, mm-hmm. and our original air date is January twelfth, nineteen ninety five. Mm-hmm. Also, one thing I don't think I rec- uh, realized the first watch was. When they originally aired is pretty much when the story is supposed to be taking place, right? Like Mm. they air in December. The story is taking place around Christmas and New Year's. I didn't catch that the first time. Like the story tracks the time of the year. Oh, well, yeah, probably because when it like originally was released, it was on regular like cable TV. Yeah. So, you know, Christmas. You can't do that anymore with streaming. (laughs) Streaming has messed that up. Oh, yeah. Nobody knows what day it is anymore, guys. No. <laughs> All right. Let's get straight into the episode recap. There's so many fun things. And this episode opens with a very fun, I don't know what we'd call it, just a new opening for the show. Yeah. Instead of it being kind of that, um, gosh, that quintessential, like... Benta. Benta with the, like, sex talk that yeah. they usually do. It opens with a collective song. A collective song. So first you know ross starts off the collective song just getting into it he starts like do 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 and then everyone starts to kind of pitch in and they get louder and louder by the end and i had no idea what this song was that they were like bopping along to and it's um the theme of the tv series the odd couple oh okay i don't think i've ever seen that was that a show before it was a movie so I've seen the movie. Who's in the movie? It's there are two older actors, Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon. I love them. They're also in Grumpy Old Men. Oh my gosh, I have no idea what any of this is. Okay, we might need to Google that. Yeah, because I'm curious now. I do know that Matthew Perry did star in the 2015-2017 revival of The Odd Couple. Ah, yes. So, one thing that's not in like if you're watching the show on HBO you have to be one of the nerds with the dvds there's a they don't include it but there's like a deleted scene where after they end the song ross tries to go again with the theme of i dream a Genie. oh no that was in hbo it was yeah it was did i just black out and miss that in my watch possibly it happens well anyways i just love the no 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 we're done we're done don't don't kill a good thing. It's like every time they try to release a new sequel, no, 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 no. Just don't kill the good thing. Like let it go. Okay, I googled it, and oh. it, and I will tell you. So it's from 1970 to 1975, and oh, the 70s. Yeah, it's no it's, wonder I don't know what the heck that is. Right? It does have the revival on here with Matthew Perry, though. um But I'm not seeing Walter Matthau or Jack Lemmon on here. <laughs> Did you make that up? I, well, they so they are in the movie The Odd oh, it's Couple. it's was the movie. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't I thought oh maybe that they took it from the show and and it's still the same characters like Felix Unger and Oscar Madison are the two main characters but it's not those two actors. But huh. they made they made it a movie they must have made. It, it's from like uh, early 90s, I think. Interesting. So, yeah. There you go. There All you right. So, What are our friends doing? So first, let's start with Monica. She's just got a very easy easy storyline. She's made a dozen lasagnas for Aunt Sil, Mm -hmm. but she made meat lasagnas and they were supposed to be vegetarian. Yes. So she spends the whole episode trying to get rid of the 12 lasagnas. Lasagnas are so much better. Look at the noodles. Noodle, noodle to glass ratio is much better than the other ones. The one from the sonogram, that was an F. This is an A for sure. I would agree. This looks like legitimate lasagna that you could eat. Yeah. Prop department got it right. Yes. Next, we go to Ross. Ross is hanging out at Monica and Chandler's apartment. No. <laughs> Ross is hanging out at Monica and Rachel's apartment. Aw, did you like subconsciously put that in there? Thinking, I think so. Aw. I think so. One day. It's coming. So Ross is at Monica and Rachel's apartment. We learned that Ross has read many, many baby books to prepare him to be a parent and phoebe um notes she's reading one of the books and she goes in some parts of the world people actually eat the placenta (laughs) and we're done with the yogurt and we're done with the (laughs) gross okay two questions for you because you have a child and i do not (laughs) one did you read a lot of books I didn't. I, I read a couple books. Mm-hmm. I think I only read like two. Like what to expect when you're expecting, and then like a breastfeeding book. Okay, that was it. Did Paul read books? He did. I actually got him a book. It Says, uh, "Dude, you're gonna be a dad." Now, oh, cute. Now what? <laughs> now what? It was actually really helpful because it kind of told him how to help me through the pregnancy. Yeah. So he ugh, he was amazing. Like he's he was great. So okay, snubs for Paul. Right. Okay. Second question. Thoughts on eating the placenta? Disgusting. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm like, kind no. of intrigued. So, okay. I did. So there's actually a lot you can do with your placenta. I know. So you can actually do this thing. I looked into this because I thought it was interesting too. Um, because they are very nutrient dense. Your placenta mm-hmm. is essentially like where all your baby gets all of their nutrients from. You know, it mm-hmm. has the blood flow from the mom and it goes down to the baby. And there's a company out there that you can pay that will come and pick up your placenta and then they freeze dry or not freeze dry it. They uh dehydrate it <laughs> and then they will blend it up Ooh. and put it into little capsules for yes, you yes. and then you can take them like little pills. So you're not eating it like a rare steak. Yeah, exactly. But there are people that do do that. I've heard it, pros and cons. We don't have time to get into that, but I'm intrigued. I mean, do your research man and You do you, no judgment. (laughs) No judgment whatsoever. All right. So up next with Ross, he takes the books to Carol and he's also bringing over a lasagna from Monica. I just love this because he hands the lasagna to Carol and she's like, is it vegetarian? Because Susan doesn't eat meat. And he's like, yeah, I think so. Definitely. (laughs) Just (laughs) the competitiveness between Ross and Susan, Uh mostly on Ross's side but still it never gets old for me it's funny it's good so she tells him that they had testing done their baby is totally and completely healthy something everyone wants to hear okay I actually had a question about this so Hmm. she said that the amnio test was good and I wanted to google amniocentesis is I think what she was talking about Mm mm-hmm And from what I remember, amniocentesis is actually kind of an invasive procedure. Yeah. I think don't they like stick a needle in and pull amniotic fluid out? Yes. And so, um, and I didn't have that done. They only do it now if there's any concerns. Right. So I'm like, huh, well, that's interesting. But I think you can learn the sex of the baby from an amnio. You can. I I mean, they did breeze kind of past it, but yeah. So he sees uh, he sees a picture while he's there. He sees a picture of Carol and Susan. He asks them when they they met Huey Lewis. <laughs> I was like who is Huey Lewis? You didn't know who Hue- Huey Lewis was? You knew who Huey Lewis was? Yes, but I'm also a huge movie nerd and I love Back to the Future. He's in Back to the Future? No, that he sings the song. Oh. It'll he be does. Back in Time. That one. I have okay. We'll we'll get to him, but <laughs> who the hell is Huey Lewis? Okay, of course, all these references I have no idea. So she says that's Tanya, and he's embarrassed. And she's like, "Don't you want to know about the sex?" Saying the sex of the baby, Ross gets all Ross, and he's like, "Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I'm having a hard time with you and Susan." And then throw in Tanya, and he's just like, Clusterfuck. "Oh my God, Ross, what?" Why would your mind go that way? Get it's just—it's it so Ross, though, and I love it. <laughs> um, she's like, "No, Dingus, sex of the baby," and he doesn't want to know. Mm-hmm. He basically tries to spend all episode dodging this info one by as his friends start uh, finding out. I would have a really hard time being Ross, cause, so okay, so we didn't find out the sex of our baby, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. I, you did not. I loved it. Loved Wait. it. You did not find out. We did not find out. I loved it. it oh was my god! Great. And but if everybody else around me knew, there's yeah. no way I would be able to handle that. Oh my god! How did you like go that long just not knowing? Well, I'm also not like a massive planner like you. Like uh, I think yeah. you would have a heart attack. Oh, I immediately like six weeks. Tell me what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you can find out that early now, <laughs> but it's not accurate no not not as accurate for sure but i i and en- i love surprises i'm a i'm a weird human being like you that. love surprises I love surprises and so I really wanted that moment of Paul being able to tell me it's a and then we're the we and the medical staff are the only ones who get to know for like a period of time of like we had a boy or a girl, oh. it was really fun, but I will say I'm never gonna guess again if we have more kids because. <laughs> I was wrong. I was hard. We're You're having, like hardcore. We're having a boy. We're having a boy. Nope. It's a boy. it's a boy. It's a boy. It's a boy. And when they put her on my stomach and Paul goes, it's a girl. I was like, it's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's cry. so crying. Oh, yeah. So, but on Ross's thing, like, there's no way, like if everybody's like whispering around me and like knew what it yeah. was, no way I couldn't do that. Yeah. But agreed. Yeah. Um, back to Ross later on to your point. If if everyone else knows, you got to find out. Monica eventually knows because she called Carol, or Carol called her to thank her for the lasagna. She whispers it to Joey. Ross gets annoyed, and she's like, I'm just so excited about being an aunt. And then Joey. Or an uncle. Or an uncle. He does, like, God. Here we start to see the development of, like, the dumb brother. Yes. <laughs> or an uncle. Like, Joey, bit, that's not the way that works. Pretty bit dumb. Pretty bit dumb. Mm-hmm. And, uh yeah. It's it's Ross's story ends at the end with Rachel. We'll get to her, but she accidentally lets it slip that he's having a boy. I know I'm having a boy. I'm having i having a boy. He's excited. There was much rejoicing. Ross is ex- having a boy. That's really cute. Yeah. Um, thoughts on gender reveal parties? I was just thinking about that. Big no. I mean, when you start burning down forests, that was going to be my statement. Blowing up houses. I think we've come too far. I think that this has gone way too far. And yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not a fan. We didn't. Well, obviously we didn't do it, but like, <laughs> no. Mm-mm. I mean, yeah, no. I mean, you guys do you, but I, I'm not a fan. I do judge gender reveal parties now. Any time I see them, I'm just like, did you need to do that? Yeah. Did, did you, you see the one? Oh my gosh. There was this one. This video went viral of this guy who came out in a baby diaper and he was like, painted pink and it was just weird i judge you sir people just get weird about it and like you said like burning down some forest <laughs> when there's a freaking burn ban and you're lighting off fireworks because you just gotta know if it's you gotta a, post it on social media is there or a v in there you know because you're not gonna find out eventually i just think it'd be funny if they're wrong like after all of that um just kidding. That has happened. I think that there's like a whole gender reveal gone wrong thing. Like I've seen them where they have like it's purple and oh. so they're like, "Wait, what, what is it?" <laughs> like the cake or the f- the the filling or filling something or whatever. The mm-hmm. confetti's purple. Yeah, and they're like, "Wait a second. Or like the balloon flies away or mm-hmm. something. So, yeah. Too much risk. Don't do gender reveal parties in my opinion. Hard pass. Um Chandler and Joey. They've got some fun stuff like talking about the odd couple. I wonder if that was like a a a preview of like we've got Chandler and Joey as the odd couple. They would be cute because they've got kind of that funny trope of like a couple first getting serious, buying furniture, maybe being jealous of an ex. So they go into the apartment at the beginning. Joey throws his keys on the table and it just falls over. They need a new table. So over a little lasagna together, they try to figure out who should buy the new table. And Joyce suggests that they go in together. Chandler's like, whoa, are we ready for that? I mean, Chandler would ask that because he's afraid of commitment. He is afraid of commitment. <laughs> even with his, in his relationships with men. Right. Afraid of commitment. Something that is echoed all throughout Mary's, Matthew Perry's book, afraid yeah. of commitment. Um, He says that, uh, Because Chandler is afraid, he says that last time Chandler's old roommate Kip bought a hibachi and then he went and got married, leaving Chandler. Wait, who got the hibachi? Kip. Kip and Chandler got the hibachi together. Did Kip take it when he got married? Well, I'm assuming because I don't see hibachi in that apartment. This is true. (laughs) Why would you buy a hibachi? That would be my first question too. It's like, why a hibachi? (laughs) That that was like zero to a hundred Chandler. But... In, insert insert a parallel about Matthew Perry's real life abandonment issues here. <laughs> so it is it is just funny like Joey and Chandler are going together. They eventually agree. They go furniture shopping, but then they can't agree on what table to buy. Do we buy birds or, or birds or ladybugs? Oh my gosh! And then that whole exchange with like what people are kind of coming and think like <laughs> oh we're outside again. <laughs> Yes. Did I mean both both the birds and the ladybugs I thought were quite ugly. Oh yeah, dude. No way. No. Mm-hmm. I think that Joey was right. <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah. So eventually they settle on a foosball table, which I think was a good idea concerning their options. Oh, considering yeah. the options there. So the table's a huge hit. But then of course Monica and Ross play Joey and Chandler and Monica and Ross keep beating them. I mean, read Monica. Really. So it's just cute because we really start seeing Monica's competitiveness start to come. That's what I was going to say is this is the first time we really see like her massive competitive side. Mm -hmm. And this becomes a big theme for Monica, like down the line here and there. Mm -hmm. And so, oh, my gosh, I was like, okay, this is where it all begins is with the foosball table. I know. Even at the end where they're playing her, it's like 2.30 a.m. She's like, go. That would be a shutdown. Shut out. (laughs) And they kick her out and then go play again. Yes. But so cute. I do love the foosball table. It's it's like another character in the show. It is. It it and Especially at the end of the series. It mm-hmm. becomes almost like a sentimental piece. It comes back. Yes. I love that. So next up, Phoebe and Rachel. We learn at the beginning of the episode that Rachel and Paolo are pretty getting pretty serious. And she's going to take him to her sister's place in the Poconos. Poconos. Knows. Is that up is that like it's a mountain range in New York. Okay. Upstate. I was like mm-hmm. upstate. Yep. Okay. That makes sense. It's real. It's real. <laughs> Polka knows. So Rachel is completely smitten with Paolo. She says they're way past the fling stage. Got <laughs> to Ross. He's very just in utter dismay. Like yes. physically nauseous. Physically nauseous. <laughs> Side note here, we talk, we see Rachel's love for erotic novels or smut. Did you catch the Daniel, Daniel Steele? Daniel I yes. think that this is where I may have gotten it because I was oh, like, how okay. did I know that? And I think that's. I was this wondering, is... I was like, how did Natalie know that? Yeah, I mean, I don't just sit there and research. I definitely got a lot of my info from the media. <laughs> I'm like, kind of like, do I need to pick up one of these books? Like, Rachel's so obsessed with them. I feel like maybe I need to see what it's all about. Maybe. We, you know, we should do We should pick a like trashy, like smut novel for each other. Oh my God, dude. I actually like that. That'd be really funny. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. (laughs) Put that on our action items. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to get that on Amazon though, because that might look weird to my family. And they're like, why did you order that? (laughs) I have no shame. (laughs) Come talk to me. (laughs) All right. I get you a smut novel. You get me a smut novel. Yes, and we have to read each other. So I'm just going to pick the oh most ridiculous title <laughs> like ever. Like, something with mermen. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to find it. Oh, God. This is going to be great. I want something with, um, what's his name, with the no shirt and the long hair. Fabio? Yeah. Stop. I want Fabio. You're getting Fabio. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't want Fabio. <sighs> All right. Back to Rachel and Phoebe. The next day, we see Phoebe, and she's... A masseuse. Yes, we We kind of got some hints on that. But this is like actual establishment. Like in the beginning of the series, we talked a lot about how so ancillary both Phoebe and Chandler, oh, and Joey Mm -hmm. are all like kind of those side characters. And now we're seeing, okay, we saw Chandler at his job. We saw Joey at his job with Freud. (laughs) And now we're seeing Phoebe. So everybody's coming into the ensemble. They're getting some backstory. So Phoebe's three o'clock has arrived and it's Paolo. Mm -hmm. He disrobes and he's completely naked, which I, you know, I wouldn't put the red flags up yet. I, I get naked for a massage. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, yeah, it's maybe a little weird that you do it. To disrobe in, in the bright lights in front of your masseuse. That's a no, no. Little weird. Okay. That's like the Deshaun Watson rule. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. So Phoebe puts him under the sheet. She's like, okay, let's start massaging. She d- starts massaging him and he runs his hands up her legs and then grabs <gasps> her butt. That sound effect was great. She Oof. stops the massage and he turns over and there's a tent that Boy Scouts could have camped under. <laughs> that is such a great line. I think when I was younger, I did not register what that line meant. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I, I don't sure. think I did either. It's like a tent. Like, yeah, I guess he's a... Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. 10-year-old self. He has an erection. So she comes into the coffee shop later and tells the group, sans Rachel, Rachel's not there, Mm -hmm. that Paolo made a pass at her. And Ross, this is like the best news that he's ever heard. He pushes Phoebe to tell Rachel because to him, quote unquote, it's a feminist issue. I love that that's where he went. It's a feminist issue. Good Lord, Ross. I know. Phoebe feels bad because she knows she's like, Rachel's just going to hate me, which like That is hard. Like, some women, if you're like, hey, just so you know, your guy's cheating on you, like, they're going to shoot the messenger. Oh, yeah. It's hard. Mm -hmm. I've been caught in that before. Oh, really? Yeah, I I didn't have the pass made at me, but someone who I was very close with in college, Mm -hmm. her boyfriend, who she'd been with for a few years, cheated on her, (gasps) and... We found out together, like, caught him at her house. Oh, great. And she asked me what she should do, and I should have just been, like, bye. Like, not answering this. And I was like, well, if it were me, I wouldn't be with him. Right. I'm not going to put up with that. They stayed together. Of course. And I am no longer friends with her. Of course. I was not invited to the wedding. Of course. And they now have two children. Of course. I, yeah, he's a piece of shit, so. Well, She's just going to have to learn the hard way. Right. But here's a good thing, is that Rachel and Phoebe are of high caliber women. Yes. So we learn. Phoebe brings over some uh, oatmeal raisin cookies to Rachel, which, side note, gross. I hate oatmeal (gasps) raisin cookies. Those are my favorite cookies. That's disgusting, No, they're so good. No. (laughs) Chocolate chip or bust. Okay, fine. (laughs) Nestle-tul-housel. Nestle-tul-housel. <laughs> we should do a poll, chocolate chip or oatmeal raisin. Yes, we must know. Please pay attention to our Instagram for <laughs> this very important cookie poll. We must settle the b- debate. So Rachel's packing for the Poconos and uh, she, Phoebe sits her down and is like, I never lie. I make the best cookies ever. My friends are important to me. And then tells her Paolo made a pass. Oh, So sad. Rachel is devastated, needs some milk, and uh, ends up dumping Paolo and all of his clothes over the balcony. You go, girl! See Hell high yeah. co- high quality women mm-hmm. love to see it. And uh, over in Joey and Chandler's apartment, as Rachel's dumping Paolo's clothes over the balcony, they're like, "Ross, go swoop in! Now's the time! You're the anti-Paolo." Oh, uh, I. Dis- you disagree? I with disagree. With that? I too I was- soon too soon i'd give her time to cool down cool Mm -hmm. off because you don't want to look like you're coming at her like she's the wounded gazelle and you're coming in to like rescue her like no i i would totally disagree with this but again this is a television show i mean i don't know i let's say an asshole breaks your heart and a really great guy comes up and was like i actually really love you that might be a really good time because you're in the mind frame of like, well, screw that old guy, and then, I think it could be a good thing. That's uh... it. Really is situational. So situational. Yeah. But yeah. they tell him, hey, go usher usher in the age of Ross. The age of Ross. My Catholic friend is right. <laughs> <laughs> So Ross goes in um, as Rachel is breaking up with Paolo. Paolo walks out. Monica, of course, hands him a lasagna because she's got 12 dozen. 12 dozen. She's got a dozen to get rid of. Good Lord. 12 dozen would be amazing. I know. Um, She's got a dozen lasagnas to get rid of. She's like, I hate what you did to Rachel, but I still have five of these left. So (laughs) Ross speaks for everyone when he slams the door in Paolo's face. Oh, that was such a good one. Bye-bye, Paolo. Yes. I also started kind of thinking back over the like nickname as like, when did Rigatoni get back from Rome? And yeah. uh, what was the other one that he did? The Weenie from Torini. The Weenie from, from Torini. I think the Weenie from Torini is probably my favorite one. The Weenie one. from Torini. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Ross, he goes in to try to swoop to usher in the age of Ross. But to your point, she tells him that she's completely done with guys. It's not the time. <sighs> Again, though, like Ross just doesn't take charge in that moment. He leaves the door open for her to just. Do with it what she will. Yeah. he. So he, he tries to assuage her and tells her that she's just picking the wrong guys, which is always the case. But True. I don't know. It's really hard to hear that in that moment. But she's determined. She's like swearing off men. And uh, then she accidentally reveals the sex of Ross's baby. He's, I'm sure your little boy isn't going to be like that. And then it all is forgiven because he realizes he's having a boy, yada, yada. A oh boy. Just give her a night. Like, that's, that's what I say. It's like, okay. give her a night to cool off yeah. and then come in and be knight in shining armor the next day. Maybe not five seconds later. Yes. I, I would that, be okay with that. That's respectable. Mm-hmm. And then he can be like, look, I know things went bad with Paolo, but not all guys are like this. I care about you. Like, mm-hmm. grabbing a spoon. Let me take Grab you Grab the spoon. Oh, poor <laughs> Ross in the spoon. Right? Well, that was the episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. We talked about... The 12 dozen lasagnas, it's not 12 dozen, it's a dozen. But interesting numerology here, dozen is 12. Mm-hmm. This is the episode, this is the 12th episode of the season. Yes. The, the title is the one with the dozen lap, epi- uh, lasagnas. And then it aired on January 12th. Oh, that's cool. 12 to 12, 12. That has to be on purpose. It has to. Yeah. Because also the, the dozen lasagnas is not the biggest storyline. So I feel like they probably just picked that for the twelve yeah you know what I mean? absolutely that i like that a lot that's really cute yeah all right we gotta talk about who is huey lewis huey lewis you said he sings songs what does this He's man sung. do so he is an american singer songwriter and okay. actor so he he sings lead and plays harmonica for his band huey lewis and the news they Long name, yes but I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in addition to like writing, co-writing many of the band's songs, um, it, they're best known for their third and best-selling album sports and their contribution to the soundtrack in back to the future, which was in 1985. Mm. So fun fact is that originally um, they offered that spot for like the big song of the movie and, and everything, the big theme, and to, Back to the Future? Mm-hmm. They offered it to David Bowie. Oh. And he turned it down. Do we know why? Uh, There was like a scheduling issue from what I read. <laughs> Quote unquote scheduling. Scheduling issue. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that he also was really skeptical about it being a hit. Huh. So he was like, eh, I'm not going to take this. And so uh, honestly, like I can't imagine that song being from anybody else. It's Classic. Now, do I know any other songs that Huey Lewis and the News have done? Absolutely not. Would you classify him as a one-hit wonder? Maybe, I mean, um, are we too young to be even be having that conversation? We might be. We Sit might down. Be. Yeah. But if anybody else has any Huey Lewis info, email us at wind at gmail.com because I would love to know more if you think he is a one-hit wonder or not. I Googled him and he definitely, we talked about Man with the Eyebrows last week. This guy's got eyebrows too. David Gallagher or Huey Lewis, which is worse? Well, I mean, Huey Lewis did not age well. <laughs> I Let's don't think David about... Gallagher did either. I think he, David Gallagher or, aged kind of Not David Gallagher, Peter Gallagher. Peter. <laughs> you know who David Gallagher is? Who's that? David Gallagher is a guy who plays Simon on Seventh Heaven. <laughs> Ew, the oh the guy that got in trouble? No. Who's the guy that got in trouble on Seventh Heaven? He like, got in big trouble. He was like the pastor. The dad. Oh man, that's a that's We're a show. This that tanked, did not this tanked age well. real quick. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. Don't go watching Seventh Heaven. Please don't. <laughs> handmade goods are becoming more and more rare these days. You can support our newest sponsor, the Stitch Sisters, and keep handmade artisans thriving. The Stitch Sisters crochet handmade goods, anything from beanies and headbands to Christmas ornaments. Check them out at Etsy at the Stitch Sisters store or find them on Instagram at Stitch Sisters Store. And we are back to our bloopers and blunders and our moo points. Moo points. Got got a few. We do have a few. Um T you caught this one, and you may have to help me explain this because it's yeah. a little confusing. So in previous episodes, the apartment numbers were nineteen and twenty. Mm -hmm. Now, in this episode, they're back to four and five. Mm -hmm. And you're saying that this is probably because the actor playing Paolo wasn't available for the scheduled recording date of this episode or may have been like unwilling to return. So they kind of did batch episodes essentially with him. Yes. So it's kind of weird. So we know that they started the season or the series with four and five, Mm -hmm. Monica and Rachel's apartment and Chandler and Joey's and then changed them to 19 and 20 because they logically wouldn't not be four and five on the second floor. And so, I've so I just saw a lot of stuff that like, why would this be? Why would they have gone back? And so essentially this episode was probably filmed before some of the other episodes. So like they probably had Paolo's character and just filmed Paolo episodes and they probably just changed the order um, that he appears in. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Also to back that up is you see in Carol and Susan's apartment, that calendar is in December. Mm-hmm. And we know that we're into January at this point. Yes. And so that makes me also think that this episode was filmed out of order. Ah, That's the only explanation. It makes total sense now. And I guess I would never think about them doing that, but it makes sense with like contracts. Like what mm-hmm. if he was going somewhere else? Or right. He was only here in the States for a bit of time because he is Italian. He's from Italy. Like who knows? His green card was up. (laughs) So yeah. (laughs) But kind of funky. No more work visa for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. During the scene where Phoebe's telling Rachel that Paolo made a pass at her, Rachel unrolls a long length of paper towels. (laughs) During the scene, there's a shot over her shoulder where we can see that the towel roll is normal. And in the next shot, we see it's unrolled again. So continuity issue goes back and forth a little bit um they probably reset at some point and didn't reset it yeah so it's such a big miss though because like it's such a dramatic pull of the paper towel and you're like how do you not put the yeah yeah right like that that that's a big uh i was gonna say vocal it's focal point thank you (laughs) um and then food it always happens with food yeah so phoebe's seen eating lasagna at the table with monica but we know it's not I'm, vegetarian yeah. and phoebe's a vegetarian but has she stated yet that she's a vegetarian cuz i don't we know mm. that cuz we've seen this like a 10,000 times but i don't think until this point that they've said that phoebe's a vegetarian there's a point like i'm i can see it in my head where she says something where it's like, and I'm a vegetarian. Oh, that's it's when she punches Joey. No, that's a right. that's a ways away. Yeah, I actually don't know. If she's talked about being a vegetarian, so that would make sense mm-hmm. that they haven't developed that part of her yet. Mm-hmm. So she could eat the lasagna, technically, technically. <laughs> but we know that that's a big issue. So, um, okay, this is by far one of my favorite hard bloopers. Like not ever, but at least this series or this season. 100% one of my heart favorite heart bloopers. The Jen Anston one? Yes, because she <laughs> curses every time that she screws yes, up. She does. She really does. It's yes. great. It's my favorite. So the group's in the coffee house, and Rachel's carrying a pot of coffee over, and then she trips on it, it must be the rug or something. Yeah. And she lets out an, oh shit. Oh shit. And it's so <laughs> funny, and everybody's like laughing at her. Oh God, that's such a good one. Those bloopers hit hard with me because, like, that's that's how I am. Like, I trip, I'm like, oh, damn it, fuck, shit. Like, <laughs> Just like I have like expletives coming out. Yes. It's just how I am. Absolutely. Same here. So yeah, I love that. Humanizes her a little bit. Instead of ow, it's a shit. (laughs) Um, And then, okay, you said this. I feel like Joey is making, and I agree with you. When he's making his hand talking, he's like, Hey daddy. What's a lesbian? (laughs) When he says, what's a lesbian? Yes. His mouth smirk. Yes. You can see it's like he's holding it in. Yes, like you can say, what's a lesbian? (laughs) And he just like, you can tell that he is trying so hard to not break it. And like, again, now I'm starting to look for those places where they might smile and laugh, but you see it's like a very genuine like, yes, laugh, smile that they've turned into a character. Yep. And I know there's a couple places that I'm going to point out that there is genuinely breaking of character but they don't cut it out because yeah. it's still just good laughter we'll get there yes i love that and now we are on to t's favorite section fashion, fashion watch okay i was very heavy with the ladies on this episode so i gave the first one to paolo yes and his leather jacket he's still a good looking man even though he's yeah. a slime ball the weenie from torini yes i yeah that leather jacket is mm-hmm. gorgeous on him and Okay, this next one, I think you and I agree, the Rachel blue velvet a shirt with the cute yellow and blue apron. I think, to I agree, this is my favorite apron ever. Ever. Favorite apron, apron outfit. Yeah. A- apron outfit, it's so good. I think, too, the way that, like, because it's like a blue velvet and the buttons are so unique, mm-hmm. and, of course, like, the The aprons and like where they cinch on her, they just make her look so beautiful. But the fact that it's like a turtleneck or Mm -hmm. mock turtleneck and they have they have her hair up with it. The, just the whole pairing itself, it just works. It yeah. just works. It looks so good. Mm-hmm. Um keep Phoebe is carrying around this geometric jacket and blue fringe bag the whole episode. Yeah, that geometric jacket was actually in the last episode too. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know that I paid attention to that one as much, but it's like, oh, I recognize that one. It feels very nineties. It is very nineties. It's not so standout though, where it's like, ugh, okay, I can't stand that. Yeah, I'm but not like repulsed by it. No, but I'm not impressed with it. No. <laughs> what I am impressed with is Rachel's long sleeve. Button-up dress when Phoebe is telling her about palo and she's breaking up with him. Oh, it's yeah. so pretty, so pretty. You don't see many dresses like that at all these days. Mm-mm. No, it was a very '90s dress style, and I think that probably today. I don't know that one actually. I could see this spring. I, I could see loved it, coming back, just like the sheer material. She's got kind of that like tight body-forming, fitting sleeve underneath mm-hmm. it's so pretty yeah and then her hair too just like in the half up mm-hmm. yeah her hair we got to talk about her hair because we're getting away from the rachel in my opinion which only goes more towards the fact that this episode could have been filmed out of sequence ah see there you go if you yeah. pay attention to the hair ladies and gentlemen it tells you everything here we go Last one, Monica. We've, I feel like we haven't had a lot of Monica outfits. Either it's a really great outfit from Rachel or a terrible one from Phoebe and maybe some fun stuff from the guys. But Yeah. Well, okay. The only outfit that was just like a wow for me was that New Year's Eve dress. The New Year's Eve dress. Yeah. yeah. But, but that's it. Everything else has either been like completely ick or average. Yeah. So Monica's gray blouse and um, black high-waisted like skater skirt. I really loved. Yes. I do it's love so cute. that. Absolutely. Okay. Last, last one. Okay. Rachel's, it's like a white um, V-neck sweater that is kind of not as very like thickly ribbed. And then it's, it almost looks like a wrap skirt that's plaid. Mm, mm -hmm. I am not as big a fan of the wrap skirt, Mm -hmm. but that sweater, I was just like, oh my God, that's gorgeous. Comfy, cozy. Absolutely love that. It looks so good on her. Yeah. So. Okay. I am so curious who... Who should we do first? Our mug or our wind? Ooh, um let's do our wind first. Okay, because I think it's gonna be pretty much I'm guessing the same, right? Do you yes. wanna say it? Ready? One, two, three. Paolo. Paolo. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Friend of me is Paolo. We've decided. We need from Torini. You suck Torini. Go back to Italy, you womanizing jerk face. You womanizing <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I don't think there's much left to be said about that. No. Mm-mm. What are you doing making a pass that the, okay, first of all, cheating, bad. Second of all, trying to cheat with a woman that's a best friend of your woman. What are you doing? I don't know. I, uh, bleh, bleh. Just yeah. gross. Like, yeah. come on now. Okay, now I'm curious. I want to I want to hear who your friend is I first. went back and forth. I was very okay. torn on this. Yes. My best friend is Rachel. Oh, okay. Who did you think I was going to pick? I don't, I'm don't. i wondering who you're picking between. My honorable mention is to Phoebe. Oh, okay. Because, so Rachel, obviously, hearing that your guy is cheating has made a pass at your friend. He's like, obviously not faithful. It's really hard to break up with him. And she did it. And she did it in style, dumping his clothes over the balcony and then exiting out, slamming the door with her friend. Yes. But Phoebe, honorable mention... Because she did such a good job in baking the cookies, doing like she told Rachel in such a like caring, loving way. You know yes. what I mean? And like, I never lie. My friends are my world. I make the best cookies. Yes. <laughs> and so now you know I never lie because yeah. those are the best cookies. It was such a sweet, tender way to say it. Yeah. So I went back and forth. Okay. Too, and. Mine is also Rachel. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, I mean, stand up for yourself, girl. Like, don't mm-hmm. let him sweet talk you, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. he crossed the line. You're done. Hard boundary. Yeah. Game over. Yeah. But I went back and forth because I also thought about Phoebe for the same reasons. But I also had, like, Chandler Joey as a unit. Oh. Because they're over there supporting Ross, saying, like, yeah. you got to get in there, man. Like, enter the age of Ross. Do it, do it, do it. And so I like that they were, like, super supporting him. Yeah. But I didn't think that it was enough to overcome the Mm -hmm. like woman power that Rachel displayed. I think that's good. What also tipped me in Rachel's favor is because she accidentally revealed to Ross the sex of his baby because I think he obviously wanted to know. Oh, yeah, I do, too. So, you know what? There we go. It's my mug goes to Rachel. Yes. Good job, girlfriend. All right. Well, we got our same. We got our same mug and wind. I know that doesn't happen all the time. No. Cool. So, what is this on the Joey sandwich reading? I gave this one a four. Me too. Yeah, it, it, this is not an average episode. It mm-hmm. is, but it is not like a five. I think it's definitely higher up there because I think we have some much. We have very deep rooted character development. Yes, but then we also have some really funny like instances happening yeah funny one-liners really good character development great fashions um and then just the funny theme of the lasagnas we don't know it yet but eventually monica will be a caterer and i feel like there was some flash forwarding or what is that called uh i know what you're saying you know um, what i'm talking about oh my god it's on the tip of my tongue now not flash forwarding no it's like when it's uh not a flashback but it starts with an F. Future flash. Future flash. Just flashes in the thing. Yeah, somebody's yelling at their car stereo right now, like <laughs> ladies. Um foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. She's Louise. It's foreshadowing guys, for Monica. I swear. I swear. No, I re- I really, really enjoyed this episode. Yes. Me too. All this right. is a good one. Especially because now I think also getting rid of Palo, you're just like, when is this gonna happen? <sighs> We've are one step closer. Yes. To Rachel and Ross. Oh, the age of Ross. (laughs) I've got to usher in the age of Ross. Yes. All you Ross haters out there, I'm going to convince you that the age of Ross is coming and you will love it. We love the age of Ross. Yes, we do. Okay. The one with the dozen lasagnas, episode 12. Here we are. In the bag. So thanks so much, you guys. That was the Pivot Podcast. As always, you can rate us, review us, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Make sure you follow us along on Instagram at The Pivot Pod. We'll be po- posting some polls. Yes, we Important will. polls. Um, you can also email us at mywind at gmail.com with questions, comments, and thoughts. What do you think? Should we give them a concern this week or nah? Yeah, let's give them some concerns. Okay, go for it. <laughs> Bye. Bye.